Josh is getting Hello. violent, man. Oh, shoot. Oh. The it's the Murder Moose podcast. It's in the game. Oh, it's in the game. Oh, my God. There's goodness. an earthquake happening on my desk. It's it's I wonderful. Mean, it's called a weasel. She found a piece of plastic that's attached to one of my cables that I'm using for cable management, and uh, she has decided it is hers and that it upsets her for existing. Hello, and welcome to Murder Moose. <laughs> Make sure that you manage your cables. Yeah. Because or if else. you don't. I mean, apparently the lesson is if you manage your cables, you will piss off the demon cat and she will destroy everything. Because Weasel is like the goddess of destruction. Anything she touches goes like kaboom. She has stopped continuous stream this week. She has in the last, like, oh, what was that on Friday? Whatever it was. She is fucking up her setup before the stream she has killed my setup three times since we started today with all of our prep for the podcast so you know i had to rerun some wires we're doing good and now she's trying to rip apart my existence but i love her with my entire soul and if anybody ever messes with this cat that's lord help you gizmo is the most fucked up little dog in the world like he like has rage issues and like poops on things and does this and that. But I still love him. And if you mess with Gizmo, I will use your testicles like a speed bag. I'll be like, whether you have testicles or not, I will use it. I will use your spiritual testicles as a speed bag. Something. I don't know why I added those two sounds before this show. I just like them. They're great. Because you woke up and chose violence today? Violence. It's in the game. Some, someone fucked around and found out, Josh. Yes, we are the Murder Moves Podcast, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. It's, it's in, in the game. game. It's in the game. In um, the game. In the game. We are here to talk about horror movies and... We're gonna talk about the boogeyman here in a little bit. Episode one hundred and fifty fucking three. We've been doing Ooh. this for hundred and fifty three episodes. It's almost, dude. We're at like three more, and it'll be like three years. It's crazy. So, four, Actually, five, six. I just, I just uh, celebrated two years of sobriety the other day. So hey congratulations we're very Swing, proud of you swinging that moose cock around and just showing everyone who's boss i wonder i, I had a friend it- go congratulations on two years and i was like fucking walk in the park and honestly it-, it it has been it's been weirdly it's like that adhd thing it's like you know what i'm not doing something anymore and i turn it off and then just turn my back and walk away is, is not it everyone bad can do that is it bad all of a sudden I wanted to Google how big is a moose penis just because? <laughs> it's that big. Uh, I just, there's some things you want, you wake up and you want to know, like, how, 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 and I don't know after that. And yeah, and here we are. Here we are, you beautiful people. We are back. We are back. We are back. And uh, this should be a fun little discussion. How the fuck are you guys, though? How are you, Josh? How are you, Ken? Ken, besides having the chaos gremlin in her life that is Weasel, who destroys everything she touches, is everything else going well over there? Ken, you you gotten your, your long-awaited Starfield game, the game that, like, speaks to continue soul. Ken, Ken, Ken is like a loving parent who doesn't see anything, like, overlooks even the bad things her child does and Bethesda does her child and it, her, her child has done a lot of bad things they did Fallout 76 hey they did they did Fallout 4 hey okay they're bad things you can love them just the, the way they are but they're bad things kid no. it's okay to accept these. they're not bad things <laughs> kid every time something comes out on uh, 76 I, I hear how you talk about it you're, you're not very kind to <laughs> but it seems like you've been enjoying Starfield, and even though I don't think the reviews have been outstandingly, outstandingly, I'm just adding wow. syllables onto words now. But um, 
I mean, a lot of the reviews have been actually really good. There's a lot of, um, of... So just so that we're all clear, um, Twitter X, whatever bullshit we're calling it these days, because if you buy a subscription to them, uh, you can generate income based on your engagement. People are creating a lot of false clickbait rage things and they're utilizing starfield as a big platform to kind of test that so a lot of people are intentionally making really shitty hot takes about starfield including the fact that you can choose your pronouns and for whatever reason like it shouldn't affect anybody i don't understand why it would affect someone i'm sorry like maybe i'm just too close-minded but like let people choose their pronouns let people choose like what the fuck does it matter how does it affect anybody it does. You're it's not, not cl- multiplayer, first of all. So it's yeah. not like it's being shoved on you. Second of all, like you literally can choose what you want to do. I mean, it's just the same as if you go back years ago when you could choose to be male or female and everybody lost their fucking mind. Right. So like, just let it be. But anyway, so you've got let a lot of false. Be. Let, let it, it be. be. There's a lot of false um, yeah. outrage culture that's stemming. But all of the reviews that I've seen of the game have been really good. There were some optimization issues. On launch, I was not on the correct computer because I was still transitioning into the office. And I, for some reason, in my big, smart, lovable brain, thought that my streaming PC could handle it and not, and I wouldn't need my gaming yeah. PC. Um, No, 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 no. So I fixed it. And now it runs pretty much flawlessly. Yeah. I know a lot of people were complaining about desyncs between... Um, the mouth movement and whatnot, but like that's been minimal for me. I've yet to have a single crash. Um, it runs really great so far. The story is really good. I think also there were, from what I've seen from some people, they were upset about the story, and they said that it, they didn't feel it was long enough or that it wasn't as good as you know it could be developed. Well, if you don't do any of the side missions, it's not going to be as developed as much. Like yeah. that's the thing with Bethesda games. Like, yeah, their stories may be short and their stories a lot of people will go into it and they'll they'll force play straight through the storyline and then they're really confused why this story is such garbage. It's not. You're just missing so much context. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. I've been having a lot of fun. Even just like I spent like three and a half hours on one planet with almost nothing on it, just looking for these resources that I was missing. And I was having a blast with it. Like yeah. and there's thousands of planets. <laughs> so it, it's by the yeah. way, you're not too close minded. You're too you're open minded. They're close minded. I saw that. <laughs> Dr. Disrespect was having conniption about pronouns. If you are having a conniption about someone having a pronoun, you need to re-examine your own life and your own existence. Reevaluate what's important to you and in your world. And if that's something that you feel is really influencing your decision making on your day and how it affects you day to day, then it might be time to really sit and think about um where you're at in life and what exactly you're hoping to accomplish because things like that really should not be affecting you. Um, They're not hurting you. They're not hurting people around you. So get the fuck over it. Move on with life. Yeah. I, I've, I've I've watched you play it uh, a good amount, Ken, and I, it, it, it's looked fun. I, I'm still balls deep in Baldur's Gate three. Um, and which seems like it will never end. So I will <laughs> at some point probably play Starfield. I'm glad that they launched a game not completely buggy. I'm glad that I like a lot of the it, the game is easy to joke about because it is No Man's Sky had like had sex with Mass Effect and then Bethesda shoved it into their engine. But I they. I want Bethesda, I want the best from Bethesda because they make some of the coolest games in the world. Even though the best Fallout game wasn't made by Bethesda, <coughs> uh, New Vegas, <coughs> New Vegas. <laughs> but but yeah, I I, I think that they uh, they uh, have it being successful is just is important because they're one of the biggest you know you know companies in the whole gaming industry and they make some games that like people get really passionate about and i'm i'm glad yeah i think that most of the things that like i saw again weren't, weren't all like ign gave it a 7 out of 10 um and most of the stuff it was just like like i heard the biggest problem that i heard about it repeatedly was that it takes too long to get going to get really like 
synced up into any it. Any game like yeah. that. Yeah. I, Are you, you're talking about like story driven wise, like getting yeah, into it? Yeah, I think so. I think That's, so. It was like 10 yeah. hours I kept hearing. Or I don't it know if it was the story. Hours. A lot of I that, that I think comes from, sorry, I don't mean to like railroad no, over good. you, but you're I think good. some of that comes from, and it may not from like the game journalists because obviously they're going to be familiar with it. But I did have a lot of people come to me and they're like, this is so convoluted. I don't understand anything. What are these mechanics? This UI is trash. And I'm like, this is this is it, man. Like, this is the best. Like, yeah, there's parts of it that were upsetting to me. I had a lot of issues navigating the map. I even still do. But yeah. like... That's, you know, that's typical. It's going to be a change. But everything else is very much the same as, like, Fallout 4 kind of mechanics as far as, like, understanding basic things like the workbench and stuff. So, yeah, if you haven't played other Fallout games, it could be really convoluted, but, like, it just takes time. And, again, that's why I think that people may be giving it a lower score if they went into Starfield specifically because of the hype and they didn't know anything about it if they've never played another Bethesda game like that. And then as far as it being, like, Mass Effect, No Man's Sky, and Space, yeah. I mean, there there was – there's a planet you go to. This is not a spoiler. Um, There is this planet. It's called Neon. And it screams uh, the club planet in Mass Effect 2 that I want to yeah. say is Cortex, but I can't remember. But it screams it, like just yeah. straight up screams it. <laughs> and then there was another place I was walking through where it's clearly designed after Disneyland. Um, <laughs> like literally the layout is the Land of Tomorrow section and it's wild. And I was like, this wow. is Disney, which is cool. I'm not I'm not bashing it. Yeah. And then um, there are a couple places where I'm like, man, this is Fallout 4 skinned like hard. But for me, I like that because that's comfortable yeah. for me. That's, you yeah. know, familiar. I, I just let people enjoy what they enjoy, yeah. man. I just like, I mean, you don't I, laugh I, to love it. I'm not saying, yeah, oh, you're yeah. awful. Because if, if I did that, then everybody would hate me because I love Fallout 76. So, <laughs> you know, again, it's again, Fallout 76 is just the easy punching bag because of all the shit that went through it. But like, again, the game isn't hurting people. Just let people enjoy their shit, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it like I was giving it like a little bit of shit because it's easy because the that's the thing about Bethesda. Bethesda makes it so easy to give them shit because they like they fuck they it's just like Blizzard. They just shit in your cereal and then they're like, why are you mad? We shit in your cereal. And it's just like all PR bullshit really most of the time. Right. Like Todd Howard is not connected to the real world and it is like. Obviously, after that Fallout 76 presentation, you're like, oh, this man is really not presenting. <laughs> like, I had seen enough Todd Howard memes in the last few uh, days of after that Starfield came out. But, like, all I can say is after watching it, I'm like, this game isn't crashing. The minimal, like, things that I'm seeing are okay. And, like, it, it, it seems like the community is enjoying it, which means yeah. the people are enjoying the game. So stop bitching and complaining and trying to get attention by being negative Nancy's. You know? well, that's just how every game launches now. Like, yeah. I've come to terms. Like, I guarantee you when Lies of P drops, people are going to be bitching that it's too hard, that it... It's not long enough. It's not long enough. It's too... <laughs> it's too long it's too dark it's too light yeah. why are they ripping off it reminds me of the care of the poke of uh pinocchio how come they ripped that story off <laughs> bitch because that's what it's based on it's pinocchio. like <laughs> and you know it's gonna happen and it's gonna get review bombed yep so people are people are poop heads so well i'm glad you're enjoying it. ken josh what have you been up to besides being sexy like, are you writing mooses and like singing "O Canada"? Um, what have I been doing? I got a new <laughs> pillow because I was in pain, so now I'm good. I got a new pillow. Oh wait, I watched uh, the I watched the new Ninja Turtles and it was fucking good, man. It was was it? I hear really good. I hear good things. I, I I would like to check it out in the near future. It's on my to do list. It's I feel on... like they updated it. Um, appropriately, like what uh, Ghostbusters stumbled with with the, yeah. the female version, and then tried to like make up with. It was like almost 
the same sort of thing. Like they they updated it for the new generation and made it like, you know, it was like, hey, this is just kids nowadays, but they're yeah. also fucking ninja turtles. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it was good. That's like good, man. Um, I'm always happy. Is Seth Rogen out doing weird shit again? And I mean, he did Invincible and. He was connect. Isn't he connected to the boys also? And like, so yes. like, he's been like, like bringing all these cool comic book things like back with like style and just love, and it just shows. And you just get these really cool products. It's the animation on it reminds me of the the spider. Uh, uh, spider That's what they were movies. definitely doing. But I feel like yeah, it 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 was in that direction, but not overly and or too heavily. Uh, yeah. in that direction it was like it was a stylistic choice but i feel like because they were making an old ip more current it was just like a way of also making it a current yeah. way of you know showcasing animation and this is what yeah. like kids are used to now i don't know it it didn't feel forced and i that's yeah. what i was scared i felt I like mean, it was gonna be too too like copy of uh what spider-man did but it it wasn't it was its own thing which is good i mean we we have to come to the uh like terms of the fact that hand-drawn animations is a thing of the past it takes too long it costs too much money and so it's like you have these things that aren't hand-drawn animation trying to you know imitate it and like okay you just have to come to terms with it because it, that's what we live in and the rare uh, yeah, occasion where you see hand-drawn animation is just gonna be you know um i was gonna say a couple things before we dove into this i I found this show. Have you ever watched the show Murderville on Netflix? No. With a, where it's like, so the whole concept is it's uh, uh, the guy from um, Arrested Development, the the magician guy. What the fuck is his name? Will Arnett. Will Arnett, and he <laughs> the uh, magician guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I it's there's a magician episode of it, and it's they. He basically they have like there's six episodes and then there's a Christmas episode, but like in the six episodes, they have a murder happens and there's he always has a a, a training a training partner and it's a random celebrity that doesn't they don't give him a script and they they're just like doing improv improv of, of, of this whole thing. And it's got like Conan O'Brien. Oh, Stones. I I did watch one and I was like, this is pretty terrible actually and i only i liked it it, because it was terrible though because it like you know it's the improv thing of it but i I watched the conan episode because that was the first episode right yeah Yeah. and i like it i i I don't know it's stupid but it's stupid in a fun way and it's just like it's it's just a thing where people are having a good time and it made me giggle a couple times and the episodes are like half an hour so it's like not a huge time commitment that uh what we do in the shadows season five ended and I loved it. And I'm interested where they do with the next season, of the show. Um, and so there's that. And I think that's about all. Why don't you tell us me. about what all you did this past week? I did. I went to res at res rocks. So that was a good time. Uh, so I, I raved out. I went, and I just, <laughs> no, I just, raved out for a couple hours uh and it was a good time with that and that's oh and i watched poodles you can see a little behind me um uh ezekiel underscore i i i and uh classy katie are were at burning man which has been a disaster apparently and uh they may be stuck there i don't know when they're coming to get their dogs so i just may have two new poodles for the rest of all, all time yay yay so they're very lovely dogs but the problem is they're covid dogs with two owners who don't leave the house and (laughs) they're very 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 needy so but they're they're lovely dogs and i am like trick is on on top of my foot well there's right there so yeah but they're they're great dogs they're just very needy 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 so okay Anything else we want to talk about before we dive into the Boogeyman? Um, I went and watched uh, the original They Live in theaters yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I hadn't seen it before. I know. Disown me. It was great. And I had an absolute blast. If you get those opportunities to bucket list movies in theater, like, Mm -hmm. or if it's like an original print, fuck, it's such a cool thing. And 
Yeah. It's like a privilege because you haven't yeah. seen it before and you get to see that for the first time. Fucking take it. Well, that's, it. Why, so I, that's cool. why I think I fell in love with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was because I saw it in theaters for the first time, you know, in my late teens. Cool. And um, they have, they're doing, so their Fathom events is what they're called. They're going to be showing The Exorcist for its 50th anniversary the nice. first week of October. Um, and then they're also doing Christine... And the birds and like some other ones for this month. Um, have either of yeah. you seen the trailer for the Exorcist? Like I have. One? Yeah. I, it doesn't look good. It just I'm looks not so, excited. It looks so cliche and like all looks the very tropes. vanilla. Yeah. Very just meh. Mm-hmm. It. I refuse to watch trailers, and I don't know why you guys are out. Go, they're doing this to yourselves and watching trailers and. Nah. No, the only know. reason I watched it was it showed up in a theater, and I was like, "Oh, that oh. that will do it." Yeah, I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And then I've got friends who were like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be so good!" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Just because <laughs> I, of the name, right? I don't know. Yeah. I after the three Halloween movies, which I enjoyed, although they were a little like e- unevenly done. You have to go. I don't know, man. Like, and and let's be. Real, I love that's how it. our love of those movies are on different ones. Like, yeah, I I hate the second one, and you love it, and I love the last one, and you hated it. So I didn't. I never. I didn't hate the third one. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was a strange movie that felt like, like it felt like uh, Drive. If if you somehow included Michael Myers, <laughs> I, yeah. I like that movie though. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, man. I liked all three of those movies. I I just I like that, that they... we're getting this the studio horror like, you know, this is the post-COVID world, yeah. so we're getting like a lot more like we're talking about to today, the Boogeyman, more studio horror. Yet last week, studio horror, like it's just there's an abundance, and I'm yeah. I'm into it. Well, did you did you hear, I I don't think they have a release date. They made a whole they shot an entire trilogy for the strangers, and they're going to be releasing them at some point. They did. I shot knew they were doing three some, movies, but yeah, they've already shot all three of them. Wow! <laughs> so it's uh, you're doing these things where it's just like, yeah, and I mean, and then they're going to release have, it as a, a TV show. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing because they haven't done. I don't think they've said anything about it. They were supposed to do a Comic Con panel and then the the writers strike or something and the everything happened, so it didn't ever happen. So yeah, we'll see. I it, it, it's a new day, man, and these are the only movies that seem to like make money because they don't cost anything. And then they we'll see. Uh, like Five Nights at Freddy's comes out next. Well, month, I saw right? the trailer and, for that too, and it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean. I, that movie could probably be bad as shit and it will still make a bajillion dollars. Oh, yeah, it absolutely will. Because, I mean, um, Five Nights at Freddy's is now at this point so predictable and so played out in its own right. I mean, it did kind of, you know, capitalize on that, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. I'm very happy about that. It's definitely going to draw in. I don't know. What is the rating on it? I assume PG-13 because... I was going to say, like, they've got to be be, pulling in the kids for that one, which will be a good intro to horror for some kids, but I'm not going to go see it. Like, the lore surrounding all of it's great. Like, the concepts behind the author are great, but, like... Dude, the only... uh, There's, like, three other ones. There's, like, three other ones that are out that are the same premise there's one with yep. nicholas cage that's out yeah, we this did is it. the same we, fucking premise we, we did it on this podcast we did long, yeah. Well, yeah 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 um i've only played the game in vr and that game is fucking horrifying in vr so i don't know about outside of that but like that's because the shit just pops up on you and i just like ah and vr horror man is one of the most horrifying things of all time if you've never gotten to play games in vr in a horror games in vr they're just horrifying if they're done well the exorcist vr game almost killed me in v like <laughs> there was a scene in that game that just i've never been so terrified in my entire fucking life i was just like Ugh! except maybe when i did the vr walking the plank game which because i hate heights and that game made me almost shit my pants so okay 
let us dive in to the Boogeyman from 2023. Uh, I'm going to read the synopsis as follows. Still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic a sadistic presence in the their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. Um, first off, I have a couple things about this movie. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It it it's funny because we watched Cobweb last week. I'm like, this movie and Cobweb, like, I feel There's like I said vibes. It, yeah, oh, I said it last week too. I felt like Cobweb would have been better off just staying on the PG-13, like, kind of bandwagon and not just going fucking gore house in the last 10 minutes of the film. But, like, it's funny because this movie reminds me a lot of it, although this movie feels more grounded in, like, the real world, like, compared to Cobweb. Cobweb had that, like, weird off, like, thing. Um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, what what was your guys' like opinion? Josh, you could you go and then we'll do Ken. What was your, like, thoughts of this? Um, I'm glad we were diving into it. It it gave me almost like nostalgic vibes of other kind of studio movies I've seen in the past. But this and a lot of studio movies done in the last like three years, they just they have that polish that yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't see in older movies as much, and like I feel like. There was a lot of like formulaic things in this movie that um, I've definitely seen before, but yeah, the the overall like vibe this movie had and the tone and everything like this family gets dragged through the fucking shit. Like they yeah. are, you have to feel for them because it's just it's terrible. And I was like, yeah. man, this is like it, for empathy's sake. It's this is a hard fucking movie to watch for for what they're fucking going through. And uh yeah. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed a lot of this. I just hated the way the fucking monster looked. Like I yeah. it just ruined so much of it, it's that thing where like signs, the movie signs is so good, and then you see the fucking monster. Mm the alien and it just ruins the whole fucking movie. Yeah. This isn't as bad because it's very much in the shadows and stuff, but it still is really lacking in that it, department. But that's it yeah. Yeah. The monster kind of reminded me of something that would be on like the internet, like 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 the Slenderman kind of thing, right? Cuz it's got that mm -hmm. like it's very like the long limbs and stuff like that. And you completely nailed it in my opinion. The this movie thrives when it's not showing the monster, when yes. it's not doing that stuff. When it's or, just or the dark, and yeah. the camera's not moving, and it's up to you to be like, "Oh no, oh yeah. fucking no," because yeah. it does it so well and yeah. leaves it to. Oh my god! Like I, okay, can, I had to come downstairs right after the movie, and I was like, "I'm turning the light on," and it, <laughs> I'm like, "That's a good movie," because I, yeah. I, I had to, but still. Kim, what was your thoughts? It, well, I saw it in theaters when it came out, like the day it came out, and then I rewatched it. The pacing in a few places feels odd, but it just solidifies the fact that at no point in time in my entire existence will I ever live with someone who's a psychologist, a therapist, a psychiatrist <laughs> of any type that decides that they're going to open their practice in their home. Yeah, that God, never seems so to fun. go well. Yeah, and like that whole situation <laughs> just it was so unnerving, and but it it felt real. It felt like something that would actually happen, and. Yeah. When it came down to it, I think that there's a lot to be said about the Babadook and the Boogeyman, mm. if you compare the two, at least with me saying that it's been a few years since I've seen the Babadook, so I apologize if that comparison falls flat. But I felt like they definitely went hand in hand because they're monsters yeah. that are consuming your existence, but like, are they based in reality or are they based in your head? And I feel yeah. like in a lot of ways... It, it, the monster was quote unquote real for them, but it definitely could have just been a these are all the horrible things that have happened and we've let it consume us and yeah. this is where we're at. They, I loved how like violent it was though. Like it was uh, like so fast. It, it 
that's the thing that made it stand apart from other movies and other whatever is this one was like going through the door as fucking fast and violent as possible and like it was uh, you're not used to that it's more like the creepy pullback whatever like tropes this one was like no it's coming at you and it's fucking gonna beat you you the fuck up you just mentioned that 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 jump scare got me harder than I think I've got been gotten in a long time. The door because that yeah the yeah it because it's the little girl banging on the door and then it transitions yeah. and it, you don't know it's a dream sequence which is another yeah. brilliant thing that was done but like because it's so like sudden and violent like you're talking about like this movie does violence but does it in a PG thirteen way with but it's super effective. Them yeeting the it's fucking like a little jump girl. cut, like, uh, and it's like in your yeah. face. Yeah, it was really good, dude. And it just—it's so expertly done. It's such a well-crafted jump scare, and like this. This movie is a lot about like it. Kind of, I mean, you think about it, it kind of reminds me of uh, of like the Invisible Man, where you're just like always like looking for stuff in the background. You're always looking for like things Vainy moving. Dick. And, yeah. Well, I mean. God, everything is like, bitch, bitch. How don't doesn't anyone know? That's another thing. It's like, how doesn't anyone notice their houses turning into like growing veins up the walls and shit like that? And like, like, I, I, I gotta know, say that, that that's the one trope in this movie that they really play up. That everyone else is just so terrible, especially that like blonde girl from the school. Like, fuck that bitch. Yeah. She was such a terrible person, and yeah. uh, but. Everyone else is just so, ugh. and it's like, just be- the the like, oh, I'm not gonna believe you type bullshit. I'm just like, come on. There's been so many movies like yeah. that, and that's one yeah. of the things that they played into really heavily. That it just, it, it's annoying at this, but you know, it's supposed to yeah. be, and it was Dude. again. Can can you thought of, I I thought of the exact same thing watching this I was like, see that's why you're never a psychologist from home because like yeah you get to work from home but then all the crazy people know where you live and that's where you get in this whole like scenario it, it it's like the beginning of Sixth Sense right like it's it's kind of like that where it's like yeah this is this horrible thing happening also let's be <laughs> fucking real the fucking cold opener in this movie where there's like a baby yeah, gets it's slaughtered it's just like. I did not like that whatsoever. I was like, I uh, don't like this movie. <laughs> as soon as that well, opening it, happened, I was I was like, yeah, yeah, I know what they're doing. They're setting the stakes high, 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 high. But I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. Ooh, Daddy Josh does not like when you kill babies in movies. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, yeah, no, it's a, it's a fucking, excuse it's a. Excuse me, excuse me. Ooh, ooh, daddy, Josh, ooh, ooh. Thank you, Kim. No, it's, it's a perfect way. It, I have buttons. You do. It's very much like the opening of The Quiet Place, right? Where you like. Right. You Stakes are high. Yeah, you take out a toddler right at the beginning and you're like, oh yeah, we ain't fucking around here. We are taking out small children. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember the opening scene for this. I was just looking it up because I was like, I don't. It was the crib. It's It was the crib with the crying baby. Don't worry. It's your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the blood blood on the picture with the the guy from. I um, did not like it. Mr. David Dastmash, Mastamash, Lester Billings. I'm sorry. You should never name a character Lester unless they're like a sex offender because they just. Lester, the molester, cock in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just like poor Lester, man. So it seems like if. So the monster latches on to grieving families, according to the, the, the Lester's wife. And so it seems like. One of their kids died, and it latched onto them, and then proceeded to murder the other children. Which it looked like there were three kids, and this thing just ate two babies or something like that. It was just like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. Um, 
I have to say, Josh, I, you, I was thinking about this as I'm uh, talking. You talked about the monster not looking good. I will say the scene at the the very end of this movie, like the like last sucking, scene yeah. the, with the hands coming out of the mouth yeah. was extremely unnerving, in my opinion. Like the, the, the I mouth, liked like, that part, but yeah. the, the rest of him was wasn't doing it for me like that almost yeah. reminded me of like what they were kind of doing with smile because it's like it's taking more like smile did it way more like artistic and less like yeah. scary it was like really oh like hey look we're, we're yeah. kind of crazy now um but it, i love that everything we talk about kind of just goes back to smile somehow that movie was very uh it's very iconic yeah, yeah it's gonna stand in time for a long time I, I yeah, love it. It, ha- it did a lot of these things so well that it just like it's easy to go back and it's like just from last year. It's like in that top, you know, echelon of things that we've talked about, you know, so it makes sense. Um, and this is another thing I really dug about this movie is they got uh, Sawyer, the little girl. Fucking I love the it. cast. Uh, yeah. Everyone like the that family. I felt like. It was, I don't know, like it could be a thing. Like I haven't felt that about a full-on cast, like an ensemble in a while. Like I felt like them, I don't know, everyone was perfectly cast and they all did a really good job for what they were supposed to be doing. Like the older sister, um, she's in uh, that Yellow Jacket show and she kills it in that too. And she was in another show or movie or something that I've seen. She's just... I feel like she's got that, she's got that like alternative look down, but it's not a forced thing. So she'll get like typecast well because that's just like her vibe. And she I feel very like much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Like, but for for this role, it felt like it wasn't too far off from what she's done. So it she fit in really, really well and like excelled. I think because of that, she was on the book of Boba Fett. Oh so right, she was right. like, she was well, the the like alternative like, girl riding the, a toaster. Rock girl, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> riding a toaster. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I I have to say that I, I can't. I'm glad that you picked up the stuff with the therapist because the other thing about this movie that made me giggle was the the therapist who's so in denial that he won't like talk to his own children. Yeah, actually, that was really interesting. There was a conversation about that going on in Discord because we watched yep. this together in Discord. Yep. And uh, which, by the way, I'm loving doing. It's been a lot of fun. Um. Anyway, how do you we do it? Dis- so we screen share and we just all sit into a room and someone will share their screen and then we use uh, No One Speaks because we used to do that with movies and that was a shit show. Um, but we have a text box that's attached to the room and we just communicate via that way and it works really well. Cool. So, um, but uh, we were talking about it and there was a lot of discussion about that particular moment with the father because the father, you know, they're... For those of you that don't know and you're just listening to this because you like us, thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, there's a scene where, you know, the older daughter is trying to express her feelings to her father and she starts kind of going deep into it. And he's just like, don't you meet with your therapist tomorrow? Like, you should bring this up with her. And yes, I some of up the scene. people, a bunch of people in the chat were like, oh, you know, good. Like, that's how it should be. And then somebody else was like. No, like he should be opening up completely and like handling yeah. all of this with her. But there was a lot of discussion about how there's a line of like how much he as a parent needs to be doing, but also how much he as a person can be doing, yeah. which brought up a whole lot of other things um, because there is this weird. I'm going to go on a slight ADHD tangent, slight feministic type thing for a second there is a woman online that is just an absolute trash of a human being (laughs) who has determined that um if you're married you should never be allowed to be divorced even if it's abuse because that makes you a piece of garbage as a human and one of the things that she had brought up recently was that um if you are in a marriage and the marriage isn't good for you as far as making you happy or healthy or whatever, that you need to suck it up and just deal with it because you're an adult and you need to do it for your kids 
And uh, that was the other thing is that you were supposed to be a parent because all women are made to reproduce and do nothing else. <laughs> and, uh, and my thought was, so you would rather raise these children in an environment where their mother who is influencing their lives and their father who's influencing their lives are absolutely miserable and convince them that that's what it should be instead of letting those people be happy and go through life. And that was what my immediate thought was when this conversation was happening because he needs that ability to like grieve in his own way. Yeah. He definitely needed to open up more with his kids. Absolutely. But it, it just kind of was interesting to see. And it's still interesting to me to hear other perspectives on it. Yeah. I know that for well, me, like they show it line. in different parts of the movie that he's going through his own thing. Like he's yeah. doing it by himself. Right. And then at the end, they show him in that room together with the kids. Yep. And I, I think that gives him more of an arc, not being uh, able to to do that in that moment. Like, it, it's not the right thing, but I don't think it needed to be the right thing in that moment for the character because he's no, going through yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very much a guy who's... I, I didn't want him, like, being a therapist for his daughter. I just wanted him to be there for his daughter, and it didn't seem... In that moment, he was able to do that, which is, I mean, it makes sense. They they said it was like a month after the mother died in that car accident. And you kind of get a better perspective of it, like, because he kind of opens up to the daughter in the hospital where he's like, this is where they brought your mother before she died and blah, blah, blah. And but she's like, like the, the true detective, like scribbling on the, the thing yeah. and listening. Like, I don't even think he listened to his own recording after he did it. And she no. listened all the way and heard like, that conversation that the guy's having with the monster. Like, yeah. what the hell? Well, like, just listen well, to your own shit. And how many takes did it take them to get that fucking, have her uh, chucking in the, in the, the tape recorder into the water? <laughs> also, that fucking thing would never have worked again. I'm sorry. Uh, like, it, like, I don't think they make voice recorders like to like. She just put it in water. rice. It's all, it's all good. She made it's it a, a water stir fry with it. And it was... <laughs> Mm, stir fry. Make sure no, you I, use leftover rice or Uncle Roger will be very upset with you. <laughs> I, I think, though, that it's a good idea. Like, I think it's actually a really good, like, kind of a realistic thing. They they take this character who is a therapist and they show him helping people and doing all this shit. And then he's just he's going. He's not Superman. He's not like this perfect dude. Right. He's a he's fucked up because he just lost his fucking wife. And he talks about it. Then he's like, I never meant to be doing any of this without your mother. Um, and it makes him more like. It makes him more like a believable character. Right. It what do you think? Like, what do you think about her um, choosing to wear the dress? Like, I don't know what the timeline is between. But I it's like a month know, like. So that <laughs> that raises a few questions, right? Like it, it it's obviously triggering the dad. the The shitty chick at school brings it up in a in a way, but like because of how she brought it up and her actions after, it's whatever. But the fact that the question got raised, I think, is is a good thing. Like, what what do you guys think about that? I I think that like telling people how to grieve is not necessarily like. I think as long as you're doing things, it's that question of whether or not shit is healthy, right? Like, obviously, that blonde bitch is just, like, she just comes across as, like, she's, like, one of the chicks from Mean Girls, right? Where yeah, she's, she like, was fucking insec <laughs> she's insecure and she's a hurt teenager and all this for. shit. Yeah, and you don't know any – you only get context into her – when it comes to interacting with uh, – with, uh, Where did that guy die? Show us. Like – yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's like you're sitting there and... You're no like, one would still be living in that fucking house after that happened, by the way. Like, there's yeah. no fucking way. They would be in a hotel and that house would be up for sale the next day. Well, I mean, dude, the... Uh, Any you, normal you family. The, <laughs> you get the little girl who's like... She's at least six. They don't really... They have context because at the point they, they talk about her going to a birthday party, her sixth birthday party, eating too much and throwing up in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, that girl is like telling them she's seen shit and nobody believes her. And like the even the the, the uh, therapist is like she's mad. A at guy literally just came into your office, said the same thing, and then killed himself. What is it going to take for you to fucking did, believe someone he, about did, this? Did he kill himself? No, obviously he didn't. But yeah. you know, to him, in yeah. his eyes, yeah. in that moment, this is what he thinks. It's it's very stubborn. 
and that's yeah. where the annoyance part for me comes in. I'm like, yeah. th- this is very stubborn. And also, I think that a lot of that the sound in that scene in particular, it wasn't like because a lot. I ended up like watching it and then turning on the subtitles a little bit in. I like a lot of the monster stuff, especially is very like, I like, I think they could have raised the level up a little bit to be a little more. Cause whenever you do shit like that in horror, especially it feels like you're missing shit when you don't get the like subtitles on because you're just getting like mumblies and stuff in but the background. And- was the movie scarier to you before you knew what he looked like? Yes. Uh, yes. Hundred percent. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. like, this is the thing that they showed too much, and then it 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 takes the power away because what yeah. and we've we've gone over this uh, several times. Whatever we can come up with in our heads is ten thousand times scarier than anyone else because it's scary to you. You're doing it yourself. Yeah. You're giving the power to the audience to make their own fucking cake. And you're giving them the ingredients. As soon as you're like, here, eat this. And it's like, oh, but it doesn't taste good, though. Stop. It's it's the thing, right? So if you let them make their own cake, it's so much better. I, I recently, the other night, and Ken, you're going to get a kick out of this. I, I had my first nightmare that I really remember at, like as I woke up right after it. And I'm pretty sure I pictured a goat that was like, red and black like striped like a tiger but like with no hair and then like its neck stretched out and i'm pretty sure it was a skinwalker and it like made some weird noise and came after me and like (laughs) ran at me and i'm just like and it's just why i bring this up is like it's that exactly what you're talking about josh your own brain is like pushing this shit and is way more the monster was very cg and when they didn't use it like when they used it in the background and whatever, it was way better than like, like they had scenes that reminded me of Hereditary, kind of like right where they're like the mm, you know, yeah the, in the corner the, the walls, yeah. the fucking was it the scene in the the uh, the therapist office where the fucking red light is going and like oh, yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. it up on this is great. What it actually kind fucking of, therapist? Like seriously, yeah. she was like morbid. The, well, the wild tra- thing about that is um, the, uh, what's it called? Um, <laughs> not assignment. What's it called? Uh, exposure therapy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. when that moment happened, we had some people in the, in the Discord that were like, yeah, because exposure therapy works so well all the time. My therapist just put me under exposure therapy re- request. So that that moment, I was like, well, I hope it works because I'm trying real hard and I'm failing. Like, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was a wild time. I don't know something about the way that that was done. I I don't know if I'd be comfortable with my child doing that. But yeah. I don't know. I, For those of you that don't know and haven't watched this, there's a scene of exposure therapy where they're in her office. It's the young girl and her older sister. She brings out a red glowing light, turns off all the other lights, and slowly reduces the amount of time that the light is on um because the little girl is afraid of the dark yeah and it's blinking it felt like thrust upon a little like there there was hardly any lead up to it it's just like oh by the way yeah fuck you get over it right now and this is what we're gonna do right now i'm just like holy shit what the fuck like (laughs) yeah well i mean it's it's that thing where like I mean, kids shouldn't be afraid of the dark, right? But, like, it's also the dark. Like, it's. Well, when a kid is seeing the boogeyman, but it's the legit, (laughs) actual, real thing, you know, who knows? Well, dude, I Maybe they are allowed, Rod. I mean, they are a bit. (laughs) The boogeyman was real, Josh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, dude. I, I still think this movie had some really awesome scenes with that the little girl and the ball, like her dropping the ball. Like that was like the first trailer yes. I saw. Like at the moon was, light was yeah. such a good like. I loved thing. that, and as someone who had a stepchild um, who slept with the lights on for a very long time, that would have been a godsend on so many levels. I know it's that such a cool looking like, light too. It's such a great yeah. nightlight idea. It's such a like, you know, they can cuddle it. They can stay like whatever. Because pillow pets, the light up pillow pet things were bullshit. I don't remember actually what they were called. 
but um yeah that thing was cool yeah i love well it. i mean that was one of the the better like scares in the movie which they they fucking ruined in the trailer right that was like I the know. whole trailer but like her dropping it and doing that like turning the camera upside down so like you're looking face up with it and then you seeing the the face of it it's just like yes all and- the things they did like the like that worked though like the tooth yep. thing and oh yeah like dude it was catching pulling, you off guard and yeah. like violent on the door and stuff like all the stuff with the doors was so violent which is great because yeah. it was un caught you off guard i i i think that doing this right after fucking like cobwebs i said like it's very i think that this movie stayed in like accessible horror it, it reminds me of things like insidious right it's like yes pg-13 horror just done really really well and just being able to show you that you don't need gore you don't need things i mean i we all like gore there were no i'm not hating on gore i'm just saying you don't it's need it like no it's not always needed like i in sixth sense one of the scariest movies ever you know in, in pg-13 this movie was done really well i mean insidious all these things are you just showing you that you can do this stuff and i mean think about it man like go off about like I'll I'll bring up Blair Witch Project for the nine billionth time on this, or even things like uh, like uh, Paranormal Activity. Those movies were rated R because of language, not because of you know mm-hmm. violence and gore. Like it just shows you you don't need that shit to make a movie horrifying. Like you just need like atmosphere. You need like a story that you're telling well. And like, but I think movie- with both of those movies, if there wasn't. Uh, a dialogue that felt natural, it wouldn't have yeah. lent itself to the movie. And it needed the R rating because yeah. it needed to stay in that like kind but, of more realistic feeling. Yeah. So without the language, it wouldn't have been as realistic. So I was more I was more focusing on the violence aspect of it and just like how yeah. it's they neither one of them no. are like yeah. yeah, you're right. It's very like real because they it was real talking. They weren't like doing scripts. That was all just most of it was like, you know, just like uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the bound word footage? Yeah, I mean all that shit, right? So, um, but it's it's like it's just showing you you don't need violence to make it like a really cool horror movie. You just need something that's like this movie. I I feel like this is a movie that there are gonna be kids see in the next you know year, next few years, and this is their gateway horror. It's accessible. Josh, we talk about it all the time. It's a term we've been using a long time in this podcast. This is as as accessible as you get outside of like if you're doing something kind of like Monster House or something you know like like animated PG horror which you can do. I mean, this definitely isn't for kids, but it's for that first like you know teenage like yeah. oh let's go and see like a scary movie. Holy fuck, I'm terrified now. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. fuck up, but it's gonna be uh, it's it's good because. Those yeah. are the ones that stick with you and leave a mark, right? And I don't know, like there's there's not uh there's not as many anymore in that PG thirteen world. Oh wait, no. Uh, I just remembered. I, I don't know why it, it made me think of like you know what uh, slasher films are doing and that like uh, Terrifier is like this thing now and it's he's like he's gonna be this thing, but also. Um, Art the Clown and the Little Girl are coming to Calgary next year for the Calgary Horcon, and I will be taking their pictures in full costume for for that thing. So I'm very excited. I just I just learned I, that yesterday. So yeah, I'm I ho- excited about that. I hope everyone signs the waiver forms because that motherfucker looks like you get handsy with people, <laughs> 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 or or headsy with people. I don't know, man. I don't know. Are they, I wonder when they're going to make a Terrifier 3. They're going to do it. I mean, that last one 100%. made a shit ton of money. Yeah, so. Um, I. It's funny because, like, I feel like this movie didn't get a whole lot of attention when it was out. I mean, it got some attention. I think a lot of it's been because. Did this come out right around June, something else? It came out it, right around Renfield, right? It came out around Renfield, and I want to say around the Pope's Exorcist as well, because I know oh, that yeah. I hit, there was like a, a month where I was hitting the theater every weekend, and still, like, I missed a couple. Yeah. I I think PG, people just go, we wanted to. PG-13. We, yeah. I, I, this one was on my radar. 
But then, you know, I Cobweb, think... I saw a, a trailer for Cobweb, too, and I was like, holy fuck. The hell, there's like, yeah. s- there's so many. I'm getting confused at what is what now. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, this movie and Cobweb have a lot of the same, like, things, man. It's just like they took this and they went hard in the paint in the final act instead of, like, just In a year that we PG-13. had Evil Dead as well and, like... Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a busy fucking year for horror. Yeah, and I, I mean, think the next year is going to be the same. We have uh, we still have the Exorcist movie coming out. We have what else do we have? Oh, we have the Five Nights at Freddy's, like I already mentioned. We have I don't know what else is coming out. But well, because it's been... this, we're right on that, like we're about to turn that corner, and all the ones that we didn't even know about because it's Halloween season coming up uh, are going to start coming out for yeah. you know the. The, the full month of October or the lead up into October, like late September stuff. So I think there's like literally, yeah. s- I, I heard of like seven other horror movies coming out in the next like couple weeks here or something. Um, nice. The Nun 2, The Exorcist, right. the Saw Nun. X, Five Nights at Freddy's. There's a new Pet Cemetery coming out. Uh, what? Sometimes uh, Pet that is Cemetery better. Bloodlines. Oh God! Bloodlines is not a good. It just makes you think of Hellraiser. Um, I, a haunting in Venice. Oh right, that's the, actually that doesn't look mystery, bad. That's the there's mystery. That's the mystery guy movie. There's yeah. a new VHS coming out. That uh, right to shutter, happen. I assume. Yeah. Uh, and then a movie called Dear David. We've got a bunch of stuff coming out. Dude, I will. I'm gonna have to have for. There's two movies that you mentioned that I will not see unless I, I'm there. Someone convinces me otherwise. The Nun two, the Nun is literally one of the most boring horror movies I've ever seen, and I fucking hate it with every ounce of my being. And I I don't care what the fuck you say. Saw ten looks like dog shit because they're so fucking desperate. How is he sh- all of a sudden alive again? Well, it's it, it takes place between one and two. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. The yep. crazy ass storyline that follows that. I watched a dude who does like breakdowns of like long horror franchises. Yep. It is so fucking convoluted. It yep. is ridiculous. Yep. And he was he's been in every single Saw movie besides Spiral. Like it like, and Spy- Spiral was the uh, you could tell Chris Rock wrote it because it was so. <laughs> the most predictable movie. I I don't ever predict anything correctly in horror movies, and I was just like, "Yep, that's it from the get go." And yep, just I'm so sorry. Dumb. Saw ten. I just will be like, you. I'm gonna have to be told by everyone that it's the best movie ever made, and I after like that is such. It's one of those things where that movie you have to compare it to the original, and that original holds such a special place in my heart because it's such a cool indie it's punk rock horror man that's what that movie is and it launched the career of james wan and lee uh whatever his name is last name is and it's just like those two are just such icons that movie is so good and then they just proceeded to just like but uh, it's cool to see that shawnee smith is uh going to be back in that role because she was such a cool person to meet it takes i I don't know it it just it's be- just because I've met her and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like that—that's the I, only thing for me. Was... The pre, the prequel, the thing like they do with all those things. The problem always is you have no stakes in it for them because you know that they they're gonna be on and they don't die. They're all this shit. Yeah, they yeah. They go along. You know, it takes out all the stakes. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I I hope the Nun Two is good. I every trailer I've seen of it makes it look terrible. It looks so uh, bad. And I, like I said, I hopefully it just isn't boring because the first one real boring. Um, did we have something we wanted to talk about next week when we go into all this? Josh, you're mentioning the the um, perpetrator, maybe Alicia Silverstone, a Shutter original that just came out. I'm down. I'm down with doing Shutter. I love Shutter, so like they doing stuff. Um, it's cool to see Alicia Silverstone kind of like. You know, reboot her career now, and she's getting cast in a lot of things now. It, yeah. Like I she always loved that, her, and she was she in that real bad shark movie we watched. Oh right, yes, 
So the, the, maybe the this one... one will be better for her. Who knows? It's got a pretty cool looking poster. I don't know. A whole bunch of like red faces with really white eyes. I saw the, the poster, which looks cool. So uh, I'm down. You down, Ken? I'm down. Just type it yes. in Discord so I don't forget. You're good. You're good. Um, Yeah, again, man, Boogeyman, I want to go come back around and wrap this up. I really enjoyed this. It like, it's, it's not perfect. I, I, I think, Josh, I think that part of it, and I've, I've been thinking about this as we were talking, I think that part of that was you can't, you can't, overdo a pg-13 scary monster because i think you still have that target audience i i think that if they would have kept it in shadows a little more they would have it would have been it would have helped but 100 percent. i think that i like i said man that the scene where it's opening its mouth and those hands are like its teeth and are coming out fucking horrifying like literally one of the creeper scenes uh one of the other people that was taken before her or something like yeah yeah it's kind of cool but it's just it's effective because the the character like the best parts of this film with that is the thing is when you like see its eyes you see it like in the background and it's just like all the stuff when you don't see it so like i think that they did a lot there's so much this is such an enjoyable horror film this is like a film i could actually see myself watching again because it's like it's entertaining. It's well acted. It's short. It was only like, how long was it? It's an hour and thirty eight minutes. It, right I, in when that I fr- fucking yeah, I know it, it had that pocket. I was like, oh, yeah. you know what? This is, I, I'm. I think I'm gonna really like this movie because it understands me already. Yeah, one thirty eight done. Perfect. Side sidebar note: Whatever, Terrifier three has a release date of twenty twenty four. That is as close as the release date as we are getting as of yet. Sweet. They, uh, I, I wonder if the how bad the the. I mean, like I think the last one they shot in like, like January, and then it came out in like last year. So I think I don't know. We'll see. I mean, well, I think it's like it's the, publicly funded and it's all done. But you know, like I'm sure they'll have a bigger budget again. And a lot more. Are they people. crowd? Are they crowdsourcing this again? Why wouldn't they? Because studio? I don't know. I don't know. No, don't know. They, because then you don't get all. They're, they're keeping the it like. No, it's not about the profit. It's about being able to make the exact movie you want to make. You have a studio yeah. involved. They don't allow you to do exactly what you want. You'd have to have yeah. it in a, in a contract somewhere, and not a lot of studios will allow. A contract like that to be made, maybe, so maybe it probably will. A twenty four, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's like one maybe. of the only houses that like allows yeah. movies to just be made and then buys it and says, "Talk to me." Just yeah. there you go, perfect there you go. There you example. Go. Fucking great movie. It was wonderful. I, you know what? I haven't been as impressed with horror this year as I was last year because last year was just like a fucking generational kind of year. But it's been a really good year for horror. It's been good. Like it, Talk to Me is so good. That's my favorite movie I mean, of the year. Last year, though, man, they had fucking, you know, Barbarian and Smile, Smile. and yeah. all these other fucking films. Big heavy like, hitters. That, yeah, yeah for they're sure. classic kind of fucking horror movies. And I think that this, been, this year's been really good, too, though. But it's not. Last year was just like a, like a fucking shiny moment in horror i feel like it and this year's been it good. was don't needed. get me wrong but yeah i mean we're we're at a point where like yeah it's uh the horror movies are kind of keeping ho- like hollywood going at this point because they cost so little and bring in so much disney's when, fucking dumb yeah i mean everything is fucking horror like marvel movies right so and we're we're seeing how that's going. There is serious superhero fatigue at this point. So, no, they've done that um, to every single IP they own. I don't care about Star Wars now, or Indiana Jones, or anything they own now because they were like, oh, you know what we should do? Just put out so much that everyone just hates everything we own. And I do. <laughs> okay, so next week is perpetrators. Josh, you said perpetrator. Perpetrator, okay, which is on Shutter. So we will be doing Perpetrator with some Alicia Silverstone, and I would like to see a good Alicia Silverstone movie because that that shark movie had some issues, man. The set for that movie just made, like... It's a director did... from uh, BHS 94, Jennifer oh. Reeder. 
Dope. So. I'm, I'm down with this. I'm down with this. Um, okay. So, everybody who's here, go to murdermoose.com to check us out there. Go to YouTube and look, uh, search for Murder Moose Podcast and follow us. Uh, go to joshwrb.com. Uh, go to continue.com and follow twitch.tv slash continue. <laughs> Uh, because she's wonderful and come watch her play Starfield or whatever game she's playing and then just make fun of her inventory management and it'll yes. be good. But <laughs> and I yes. am just Rod underscore Johnston on Twitter and Twitch, so come follow me there and Instagram. Mr. Johnston. Mr. Johnston. And he just sounded like a villain, like, you know, James Bond movie. So time to, time to watch uh, Friday the 13th Part 6. By the way, I want both of you Start thinking what you want to do for Halloween next month. Because what about Friday the Thirteenth next month? What do we want to do? Like we've done, we've only we've done one Friday the Thirteenth movie. We've done Friday the Thirteenth takes part a boat. Eight. Yeah, yeah, Jason on a boat. For, I don't even I, remember. What, I fucking love the poster I did for that. I would love to yeah. dive into one that needs uh, me to take a break from everything else and actually make a poster again because. I have not I had time to make a poster in a long time, and it feels. Bad. I would like to do. I would like to do either Friday four or Friday seven. I think Friday seven is. I would love to do Friday four because I, I got to interview George P. Wilbur, and who played? Uh, yeah, played Jason in that one. So. Oh okay. wait, no, that was that was uh, Halloween four. What am I talking about? George P. Wilbur was Mike Myers, not Jason. Oh, okay. What am I talking wasn't, about? Wasn't there one of those guys who played both at some point? Oh wait! Maybe I think that. you're right. Actually, I think one person yeah. might have played both, but I, I we could be fucking talking out our dicks. We're Probably just gonna are. hear. We're gonna be like, "You guys are stupid," and we should. So, okay, perpetrator next week. Alicia. Ken does that every week to us. You guys are stupid. <laughs> you guys are stupid. You boys and your peepees. You, you silly peepees. You're talking out of your dicks again. Jesus. Again, you six foot three silly bitches. So, okay. We love you guys. <laughs> I love the shit out of you two. Let me tell you what. Josh, continue. You're my favorites. So we'll catch you guys next week. We love you. Have a good week. And bye. 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 It's in the game. It's in the game. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs>